The Break 80 Podcast is honored to welcome a few NCAA Division I collegiate golfers who grew up here in Minnesota. Just so happen to be great friends at Crosstown Rivals. May or may not be rivals yet, but soon to be possibly here in the Twin Cities. And both gave it their best shot recently during golf's longest day at two separate sectional qualifiers for the U.S. Open. I guess I'll start by welcoming Will Frazier to the pod, redshirt junior for St. Thomas this past season. Um, I think is fairly new to the D1 scene here in Minnesota. I'd like to give a roll Toms to welcome Will. How are you, Will? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing great. Uh, glad to have you on here tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be chatting with you and Ben. And then we've got uh, Ben Worian, uh, finished his junior season uh, at the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers, medalist at that uh, local U.S. qualifier here in Minnesota. And I'd like to give him a Skyuma welcome as well. Um, how are you doing, Ben? Doing good. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me. This will yeah, looking forward to chat with you guys. This will be a lot of fun. Yeah. This is a, a great time of golf year of golf. We've got the, the U S open around the corner here. Uh, you know, we've played a couple majors. A lot of people are playing in some fun events, whether you are a, you know, very talented golfer down to uh, you know, member guest or whatever it might be. So it's a fun time of year to talk golf. And I'm excited to have you guys on. And I want to start by just asking you two about your friendship. You know, I'm sure at some point golf brought you together. Uh, you're both kind of similar in ages. And how did you become good friends? And I think you kind of mentioned it offline. I just want to know if we consider St. Thomas and the U of M to be to be rivals yet. What do you think, Ben? Well, 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 we met really we had the same coach um high school. We both worked with uh worked with John Means over in over in Hudson, Wisconsin. Um and I so so Will worked for him or worked with him I should say um, or started working with him a lot earlier than I did probably a couple of years earlier so I I we crossed paths maybe a time or two before then um, I obviously knew of him but didn't didn't know him really that well and then yeah once I started working with John Means as well then yeah started started practicing a lot together going to a lot of the same sort of group sessions with him and. And yeah, that's definitely kind of when we started to start to get a lot closer. And then yeah, over the last couple of years, yeah, I really started to play practice and play a lot together. Yeah, have a lot of a lot of dinners together. We yeah, with with a couple of our, of our other really good friends. And, and yeah, it's just been really yeah really fun last couple of years. Yeah, getting getting a lot closer for sure. For sure, the I just remember the first time that I, the first memory I have meeting Ben was the Minnesota Wisconsin PGA Cup matches. And we oh. both were bonding. We were both like really bonding over our inability to hit fairways because <laughs> like I would say that like growing up, like in terms of like high level golf, Ben and I were really bad at hitting the golf ball. So it's yeah. kind of right away that we bonded over. And then like from then on, we've just been good buddies. And Absolutely. then when we, uh, like, okay, so now we're to like, now what happens is we also have our buddy Brock, who just transferred to the U from North Dakota State, which is awesome for him. Just got a hole in one, also, by the way. Yes, nice. yes, yes. But so I go over to Stillwater. Yeah, Brock yeah. <laughs> I go over to Stillwater probably like I don't know, Benny, like four or five days a week. Practice with those yeah. guys, and then we have our our go to restaurant is this Mexican restaurant right there in Stillwater, Acapulco, and it's nice. just kind of like our. Our weekly, we have our weekly uh, boys meal down there. So that's super fun. Nice. So you guys have kind of, you know, golf is the, is that's why it's kind of a cool game because, you know, it, it is not only a, a game that you can compete and you can, you know, play within yourself, but it actually brings a lot of people together. It's crazy how it becomes kind of your social life outside of the game as well. Um, That's kind of where I'm at in life. Like, if I'm hanging out with people, it's probably because we're playing golf. It's not a lot of getting together anymore at my age. So I'm glad golf brought you both together. I want to actually, this is kind of interesting. I, I, I'm, I was going to tell you about this, Ben. I actually met Will, um, not really on purpose, but we met on a, on a flight back home from, from Florida. I had my two kids with me. My wife had to fly a little bit earlier than us. And, and I was remember walking on to get onto the plane and, and, uh, I heard this guy talking behind me about, uh, you know, playing college golf. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder who that might be. Um, and then he talks about, you know, I think he said, mentioned that he's played at St. Thomas. And then I, I the wheel started turning a little bit. I'm like, I think I might know this guy. And then of course we sit down right next to each other. He's across the aisle for me and we got a chance to chat a little bit. So it was really cool to, to get to know Will a little bit, um, you know, a little bit and, 
I'm glad that, that he joined us today. And let's talk about, um, you know, golf in terms of, of the U S open in the, in the, you guys both played in the local qualifier. Uh, it was held at Summerby. I guess I would call it kind of a linksy course down in Byron. I played it before, but it's been a little while. I mean, it's got some links to it. I mean, wind is going to be an issue if it's windy that day. Yes, for um, sure. Awesome course. Um, but how did you guys, first of all, how do you get, kind of tell our, our, our people that are listening, how do you actually get into a local qualifier and then eventually, you know, earn your way to the next level of qualifying? Yeah, so the yeah, uh, so the local qualifiers. You got it. You got it. You got it. All right. All right. We'll see. We'll both take turns doing that every single. That's all right. But uh, the uh, the local qualifiers have a certain handicap to get into it, and then I would say that Benny, what would you say that both of them had like eighty five or ninety people, probably? Yeah, I would say so. So it's like probably eighty people for, I think it was five spots each. Yeah. Something like something that. Yeah. So so pretty pretty competitive for sure. Yeah. Okay, so that was the the local. So then you guys played down in in, in Summerby in Byron and Ben, you were the uh medalist, I believe, right? And then yeah. Will, were you T2? Yeah, I shot Ben shot 67, I shot 68, but Yeah, I think he was solo second. This is good. This is I got a good one. Yeah. So Ben started, so I was the first, no, no, no. I was like one of the first tee times. And so the course was playing like, first of all, Summerby is unreal. Like I had never, that oh was the my first time I had one ever. One of my favorite in the state too. Yeah, it's such a cool golf course. I didn't even play a practice round because we just got done with conference. And I was like, I'm not going to go drive down an hour, play a practice round, whatever. I made it into sectionals last year. Like, we'll just see what happens. So I, I showed up kind of like playing the no expectations card and had like a decent front nine, but then the back nine just got super hot. But so then my story is Ben has, we have this group chat where it's like, again, me and Brock and then a couple other guys. And I know we're not like really like John, our coach, John would really be ashamed if he knew this, but we always text during rounds and stuff because it's just (laughs) kind of entertaining. And so I, I didn't look at the leaderboard because if I start looking at it when I'm doing good, I just freak out. And but I knew Ben had a bad start because he texted me and he was like, just hit seven iron, three clubs too far. It's time to check my lofts and lies. I was like, oh, God, he's on the first hole. He's already talking <laughs> about fixing his golf clubs. So I get done with the round and I was like, I played good. I was like, did like a little interview with some of the other people, whatever. Look at Ben's scorecard. He doubles 10 and then it goes it's like John Rahm type deal goes doubles the first hole and then bogey free seven under the rest of the way, of course, to beat me by one Unreal. just so that I can't beat him because <laughs> I'll tell you what, I bet you Ben and I have played. I don't know how many rounds of golf I've beat him one time in the last like two years. And this year, the first seven times we played a shot in the sixties, four times lost to him every single time. So that's, that's what it's like with Ben. So. So Ben, like when you texted that, when you, when you basically, was that just kind of like, how, how do you like, cause I think this can relate to a lot of people, you know, you're playing in something that's super important to you or something that you might have, you know, a little bit of nerves going into it. Cause you really want to do well. And you guys both know that, you know, when you are playing with 85 guys, there's not a lot of room for air there. And you start with a double and you only get 18 holes. How do you, do you just kind of laugh it off and then relax and say, it's kind of over. And then all of a sudden just start kicking it in how did that how did that work <laughs> well well yeah like usually in, in in rounds like that especially when it's just 18 holes like you said against yeah 80 you know competitive field you know you have to play well um right it's kind of key to get off to a pretty good start usually and obviously after doubling the first hole is yeah probably doesn't fall under the under the good category exactly but but yeah like i, I you know i i knew i you know, probably would need to shoot, you know, a couple, couple under to have a chance. Oh, do we lose Ben? No, I got yeah. him. Oh, can you hear me now? Weird, Ben. I can hear you like clearly. You got me? Interesting. Do you not have him? I got him now. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, you got me? Oh, you're good. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. So, yeah, like like you know, I was I was saying like yeah, usually it's key in rounds like that, like obviously eighteen hole qualifier, you know, kind of a kind of a sprint to the finish. Usually key to kind of get off to a good start, and then yeah, obviously uh, 
I, I guess I guess doubling the first hole usually wouldn't fall under the under the good category. So it was a bit of a bit of a not what I saw happening, but you know I knew that you know if I could find a way to kind of get like just just get under par with a few holes remaining, like I, I knew like I'd have a you know have a chance. You know I knew I've I, I've played a lot of stretches where you know I could bring you know two of the last three or three of the last four holes to kind of you know put a put a positive spin on the round. I guess so. I just. I just stayed really patient, I guess. I knew that all the par fives I could take advantage of. I knew there was a lot of birdies out there to be had. I mean, the conditions, the golf course was in such good shape and, and we got really lucky with the weather. It was, it was kind of mid seventies and sunny, no winds. So, I mean, I knew birdies were out there. It was just kind of about, about staying patient, you know, trusting that, right. My game was in a good place and I was going to be able to, to take advantage of those opportunities. And luckily I was able to do a really good job of that for the last 17 holes, at least not so much the first hole, but the last seventeen holes, yeah, did a, did a much better job of that. Did he, did he slow play you then? Well, on the, on the group text after he texts that he's basically done and he's already doubled the first hole. Did he like oh, slow yeah. play it? Well, but see, that's the thing. Like, like Ben will be, Ben will be in the chat and saying something like not super negative, but I'll be like, Oh, Ben must be struggling. Like, so yeah. I'll look at golf stat, for example, I'll be at, I'll be in middle of class in history, 110 or whatever. And Ben's like, just made the worst, just had the worst shot ever. And then I look up his thing. He's like T4, eight under, like just whatever. <laughs> I'd be like, I like to, I, I, yeah, I like to try to highlight the, you know, the, the negative moments. So we can have a little, have a little chuckle and then, you know, maybe try to, it's a little motivation for me to try to, you know, surprise the, surprise the chat, I guess. It works. Bit. It works. I, I, I try. I, I do what I can, <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was a fun little, fun little stretch there for sure. And, and kind of going off that some names on the leaderboard that were right, you know, nipping on your guys' heels, a couple of guys that, you know, especially specifically to you, Will, you got your, your coach, um, you say it, Roche, is that how you say it? Rachie. Rachie. Okay. So you have Matt yep. Rachie right there, you know, barely yep. missed and Alex Klein also, when your coach yeah. is barely missed, um, you know, well-known name around here, Braden Matson was, was real close. Yeah. Um, or did Brady make it? He did make it. Yeah. He did make it. That's right. Brady did make it. Yeah. He was one yeah. of the, cause yeah. Okay. So Brady did make it, but yeah, yeah, some good, some big names, some good players, you know, especially locally here that, and, but I'm pretty sure you're, you know, you've got some, um, you know, I coach high school golf and it's like, one of the things is like the biggest no, no is like losing your own players. You know, so yeah. now, but, but it's a little different, I'm sure, at the at the college level. It's yeah. like, no, yeah. You know, is that kind of a cool thing, or do you got bragging oh, rights with sure. your coaches, or what? Yeah, I mean, like first of all, transferring to St. Thomas for me, I went to South Dakota State first, and those two guys have been like, I mean, Ben knows how rich he is, but both of them like basically rejuvenated me wanting to keep playing golf, and it was just oh, awesome. they're, they're the greatest dudes ever. But um, one hundred percent, I was like seeing that i mean because rachie will let me know about it for like the next three weeks and then (laughs) that too and so obviously i wanted him to get through but like just to beat him was was great because honestly like with the amount of golf that that guy was playing this spring which was like zero if he would have gotten through a local qualifier with playing like he probably played i mean like probably played three rounds of golf since january before that so that would have been really impressive. And then Klein, Klein's played a little bit more golf, but kind of same thing. He uh, He's unbelievable. That guy, in terms of ball striking, is one of the most, like, one for sure one of the most impressive ball strikers I've ever met. He's not super long, but he loves to tell you about how he's working on getting longer. I hope he hears that. He'll chuckle at that one. But this so he's, he's got this new speed stick thing. And okay. so it's like the uh, same thing Matt Fitzpatrick uses. And so, like, anytime we're at practice, he's got a GC3, which is just, like, a smaller version of the GC quad. Um, and it's, like, pull out driver and send it as hard as he can. But, <laughs> hey, back on track is, yeah, he – I mean, he's always going to be there because he hits the ball so good. For him, it's, like, if he just puts average or better, it's going to be hard to beat him. Like, it really is. And that's why he won the Twin Cities Open because he said, like, finally I started putting a little bit better, and then he wins. Like, it's just not surprising. He's like a robot. So yeah, that's awesome. I think those two guys at practice every day, like the combination of Klein's really analytical, and that's how I think on the golf course, in terms of just like decade and all of this number mm-hmm. stuff. Do and then Rachie keeps it, uh, Rachie keeps it pretty loose and is really good at making everything organized and coordinated. So those two guys are really good golfers, better people, and awesome coaches. And I know Ben Ben knows Rachie really well too, and 
he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, Rachie's awesome. He's just yeah, such a good dude. And and yeah, like Will said, yeah, keeps does a good job keeping things yeah organized. Yeah, keeps things really loose during practice, which is yeah, kind of a nice nice thing to have because obviously it gets gets our sport gets pretty uh, intense at times, especially depending on the situation. So yeah, it's really nice to have that kind of calming influence during during practice. Yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. He really is. Well, let's talk about the next steps. You both qualify. Uh, yep. You know, you you knew you're you're you qualified. I want to know, and, and maybe this is something for our listeners too that don't like. How do you? There's so many. I don't know if there's twelve or fourteen. You know, sectional qualifiers across the country. How do you determine um, where you play? Do you get placed? Do you get to pick? Um, what's the next step? So you qualify, then what? Yeah, so kind of for me, like, like it's it's a little weird with with us, um, or with it geographically, kind of where the qualifiers are. So the closest uh, sectional qualifiers we hear are both in the Columbus, Ohio area, um, and then really other than that, there's like nothing close at all. So it's like for me, it's kind of weird. It's like I'll more than likely be be flying no matter where. So like, I've always been like a, a sucker for the Pacific Northwest. Like I love, love going out West. Um, so like, that's why it's like, I, I ended up going to Tacoma, Washington for mine. So like, that's why I picked mine as my first choice. But then like, I picked the, the Ohio ones just cause like, I mean, I guess geographically they're the closest, but like, they're you know not really, not really close, I guess. So, like it's, it's kind of weird. Like there's, I guess there's not really a, um, that much of like a, a, a method to, to, the choice, I guess, past that. Um, yeah, just kind of, yeah, try to pick, pick what's closest, I guess, other than the, the old Pacific, Pacific Northwest thing. Okay. So you get to pick, you get to choose. So, so you kind of number them one through three, whatever of what you want, what you want. And you were obviously liking the West coast. And, and so Will, what was your decision and, and what, why did you pick what you picked? Yeah. So, um, it all kind of starts with last year. So you pick, you pick your top three before you, like, as you sign up for locals. So I went, uh, I knew Columbus. So Ben said there's two in Columbus. One's actually in Columbus and then one's just outside in Springfield. And I knew that Columbus one, the Columbus one has all the guys come from the Memorial the day before. And so I figured like, I kind of did this. Like I figured I'd put the Columbus one at number two because I didn't really want to have to play against LPG. <laughs> I wanted a real shot. And then I put Springfield as one because it was close. And last year, I I mean, I didn't realize like it was my first time playing in a local. I didn't know. Like it's like it's not that I didn't think I could do it. It was just like whatever. I was just like bing, bing, bing. I'll pick those three. Who cares? And then this year I picked Florida as my third one because my dad actually has a place down there. So I could have stayed there. But I didn't really want to go to Florida in June. Yeah, so, it's hot. Uh, yeah. So last year, like, we actually, well, got to input this one, too. We both made it last year, too. But the reason I bring that up is because I played Springfield last year, which is the same course that I chose for this year. And the reason why I chose Springfield again, even though I did so bad, was for two things. The course is like Cedar Green, something that, like you could probably put like a 10 handicap on that golf course, tee to green, and they would be fine. It's the greens are just like, I've never, I mean, I've played like a lot of courses that are like well-known or across the world probably. And I've never seen, it's almost circusy. Like mm-hmm. you can hit a great example, just to give an idea is the seventh hole, this kid from 70 yards hit a perfect low not that much spin shot. The ball came to a complete rest, three feet from the hole, pin high right, rolled all the way back. And it stayed there for probably 10, 15 seconds, rolled all the way back down to his feet, six yards away again. So a lot of people would be like, yeah, that's really dumb because it is a little bit. But the thing is, if you really get to know the golf course and learn it, I think there's so much rinky dink stuff that it brings the field together because there's nothing that I can't do tee to green there that like a tour player could do in terms of what I mean by that is like, it's harder for them to separate themselves there. So I wanted to go there again and give it a shot. And then the other reason was because I felt like I could do a lot better. And so I just wanted to see what I could do again. Yeah. You want to challenge yourself. You didn't play well last year. I know I can play better. I want to see how I do this year. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, you kind of answered a, a little bit where I want to go next is, you know, it's for the U.S. Open. U.S. Open is known as like brutally 
difficult. Like, you know, a lot of scores are trying to get around even par through four, four rounds. And, and do they set up these courses? You kind of touched on a little bit. The greens obviously be really difficult. Um, how are the courses set up, um, you know, specifically to the, the qualifier that you were at? And is it kind of mirror somewhat what a U.S. Open would look like? We're talking thick, rough, yeah, speedy greens, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, so as far as <clears throat> thick, rough, it was, I think, like, no, yeah, for sure they've had a little bit of a drought going in Ohio. So a lot of the rough, like, around the uh, fairways and stuff was dead just because the sprinklers don't get to it as much. So as far as, like, rough in the fairway compared to last year, and I th- I think this is part of the reason that the scores were a lot lower this year compared to last year, too, was just because the rough was a little bit thinner. But uh, around the greens, obviously, the rough was very healthy. And if you uh, if you miss the greens out there, like especially if you're it's just like an old style country club and in, mm. in, in a lot of ways. So if you go long, like you're, you're screwed. But um, the one thing I would say, and I'm sure Ben can speak on this, too, is even compared to the high higher level college tournaments that we've both played in, I would say the extreme pin positions compared to what I'm used to seeing are ridiculous. Like when you look at the pin sheet and like you see three and four off the edge on like 15 out of 18 holes, you're like, <laughs> looks like I'm just going to dump this hopefully in the middle of the green all day. Cause if you short side yourself, so I mean, yeah. you're going to make it all week. like, it's just going to happen. So. All right, Ben, what about your course setup? Yeah, it was, it was very tricky as well. So my, like my courses, greens weren't, um, weren't severe, but they were, were uh, unbelievably fast, like super firm, super fast. I mean, pushing about a 14 on the stimp. And the course I played, um, so it was a little shorter. It was just under 7,000 yards, par 71. But, I mean, really, really tight off the tee, um, just kind of tight tree-line golf. course, kind of like some country clubs you'd see out here or around here. Um, but, yeah, just really, really tight fairways. And, and yeah, the rough was, was very healthy there as well. Um, yeah, I mean, it was, you really had to hit the fairway and just had to be in the rest of the green and probably had kind of a cherry on top of everything. It was probably blowing, um, 15 to 20 in the morning round and 20 to 25 for the afternoon round. So it was, it was just a full test of golf. I mean, you just really had to have a full control over your golf ball to play, to play really well there, which is. Yeah, it's how it should be. It definitely kind of emulated a, a U.S. Open test in that way, which is really cool. Well, before we get to how you, how you guys, how you did and, and, you know, your scores and whatnot, you know, the field is a lot different than a college tournament. I mean, there's quite like, you know, Will, you kind of touched on it. There's, there's a lot of pros you can find there. I mean, even now you throw in, you know, the guys that are, at, you know, live there. There's a bunch of guys that were in live that are trying to qualify. Yeah. Um, you know, psychologically, how do you tell yourself that you belong here and that, you know, that you're good enough to play with these guys and, you know, self-doubt not creeping in when you've, you know, that can be such a demon in golf and, and cripple players, you know, that are really actually good players, but they just kind of get these things in their head. And how do you, uh, how do you go about that knowing it's not a college? This is like, this is legit to play in a, in a major at the highest of levels. How do you kind of battle those psychological, you know, demons, if you will? For sure. I think, like for me, the biggest growth area I've had in my game easily, if I look at from last year in my sectional to this year, is my mental game in terms of like everything. So, and I think again, back to Rachie and Klein, huge credit to them because I think last year I was like starstruck, obviously, by, mm-hmm. I mean, I played in the group behind Sahith Thagala and like look what he's done now. So it's, yeah. It's stuff like that, like for sure. It's like insane because you're like, I'm literally just shot 80 80 and got last last year. So, like, yeah, like, I think the biggest thing that for me, when you show up to that thing, is for, for, for both of us, probably when you do it twice, like the second time, you kind of know what to expect. And, like, I think the other thing is like, every dude is just wakes up, puts two shoes on, and plays golf. And so, I think that if I just pay attention to what I need to do on every shot, and like not really care about the results so much. Like I think the bigger, I don't know about Ben, but for me, like I worry more about results in tournaments where I know I'm expected to do well or expected to win like a stadium qualifier. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm supposed to get through that. And then just based off of like scores or, or how it's like, if even par gets through, like I should feel like I should be able to get through. But when I was at these sectionals, it's like, 
I know I have to shoot 10 under, so I might as well just go freewheel it and have fun. Yeah. So I think for me, it's like, I just do my thing and see what happens. And just like, you have 11 hours to play against PGA Tour players, live guys, the best amateurs in the world, like have fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Ben? Absolutely. Yeah. Like it's, I mean, kind of to, to build off of what, what Will just said, like, yeah, it's kind of sounds cliche, but like, yeah, at the end of the day, the ball doesn't really, like the ball doesn't really know or care about the situation or, or, you know, who, what, what PGA tour players might be in the field. It's right. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's just, yeah, cares about how you hit it and, and the, the, the strike you put on it and the swing you put on it or the, the putt you or the, you know, the putting stroke you put on it, whatever it may be. It's right. It's just up to you. It's just up to you to, you know, kind of just perform to, to the best of your ability. And, and yeah, again, kind of echoing what Will said, just go through, yeah, your, your routine and, and execute the best you can on every shot. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, that's all you can do and, and see how you stack up and maybe it's, maybe it's good enough. Maybe it's not. And, and it's, it's just such a great opportunity. I think for the both of us to learn uh, about where games are at and, and where we can really um, improve going forward. And so, yeah, let's, let's talk about your experiences. So maybe start, start with you, Will, you, you kind of started, you know, a little bit tough, on your first yeah. 18, you get 36 holes to to basically go as low as you can, which is kind of kind of fun knowing that like you're not just showing up to play yeah. 18 holes and then you're out of there. You get 36, and whether you play yeah. well or not, the first 18, you know you can get something out of it, some learning experience. So you kind of started with the 78, but you know, props to you is you came back and fought, and you know, I think you had one of the lower rounds in the second, you know, yeah. second 18 and was was impressed with how you kind of battle it and, and what did you think of your overall 36 hole experience yeah first of all you better believe that in that second round i went and tried to find every dude that's one on the pga tour and see how many <laughs> the second round that's the Let's first go. thing I did. yeah so no but on a serious note i think so i my buddy caddied for me last year and this year i thought bringing back the same dude just to like that someone that understood how crazy that the greens were was a good idea just like because he has a little bit more knowledge. Um, last year, I like had zero game. Like I had after we played the first eighteen. Honestly, I was like, we got to do this again. This year was so different. So shot, yeah, you said like you said, I shot seventy eight, sixty nine. Um, the seventy eight, I don't think I've ever felt like I played so good and shot seventy eight in my life. So I first of all finished three over on the last three, but it was even worse than what it sounds because like I had like six iron into a par five, blah blah blah. But I feel like I turned like a 73 into a 78. And then Benny knows this too, but if I drive the ball good, like normally I play really good because my irons are always pretty solid. And then like I chip and good. So as long as the driver's on the planet, like we're going to be just fine. And it yeah. was on the planet. Like, and even when I was like nervous at the start, like first two drives of the day, just sent them. So I was like, we might have like something going here. Let's go. Yeah. So, so to shoot that with hitting the driver well, was kind of it really did hurt a little bit but I knew that like I mean we even talked about it at lunch she was like dude just I just want you to shoot in the 60s so bad like let's have fun let's enjoy it and we were both like very positive because like I mean the game was there so then in the second round the final nine I shot three under on the last nine holes which was kind of like a it was like a win and it was like a moral victory I guess you could put it as and it was super cool to uh just shoot in the sixties on a course like that was like, cause you got to, I mean, compared to the normal terms I'd play in, like you really got to have control over your golf ball. So that was hundred percent. That's great. And then, and Ben, you kind of had a, you know, your own experience. If I, if, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure you were the 18 hole leader in your qualifier um, by a stroke. And, and so you're at this situation where it's like, all right, I played really well at first 18, you know, it's how do you approach a second 18 with, you know, a lead or, you know, a, a small lead, but a lead where it's like, you know, you still have to play really well, but you can't shoot yourself out of it in, you know, getting over aggressive or whatever it might mean. So what was your kind of um, experience like? Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> kind of going back to, yeah. What, what, what Will said about, yeah. Kind of how we were, uh, how we bonded originally. Um, yeah. I, I've been known to hit the ball pretty uh, crooked occasionally, um, especially in high school. 
Um, it's gotten a little bit better over the last couple of years, but definitely, yeah, kind of went back to the high school days of ball striking for all, uh, all three <laughs> holes. I was hitting it all over the golf course. And in the morning, I mean, I just short gamed it so good. I mean, I, I really chipped it and putted it really well and just, yeah, kind of grinded it out. We made something out of nothing. And I mean, going, kind of going into the afternoon, it was just like, yeah, I mean, I was kind of, like I said, I, I was just spraying it and I, I mean, basically my goal was just to try to hit fairways and hit greens. Cause like, I mean, as, as, as confident as I feel in my short game and putting, I mean, I know realistically it's hard to kind of keep up, you know, this Houdini MacGyver golf or whatever you want to call yeah. it. For 30 <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep that up. And so yeah, lo and behold, of course I kind of, yeah, just started, you know, skanking it all over the place again. It just kind of finally caught up to me in the afternoon. Um, but, but yeah, right. It was, it was such a cool experience, you know, to kind of get into that spot. Yeah. Like you said, leading and, and really having a, having a great chance to make it and, and take care of business. Um, and yeah, just learning, yeah. How to yeah really try to contend and, and, you know, although I didn't get it done, how to try to, you know, get it done and close something out, close a golf tournament out with your, your C or your D game. You know, it was a really, yeah, it was a really cool experience, even though, you know, you obviously fell short. It was, yeah, like definitely learned a lot. That's fantastic. And so hopefully, you know, you guys get that, you know, part of it is, you know, learning from it, but then giving yourself more opportunities done, you know, in the future. And that's what it's all about. Then you can kind of pull off of those and continue to, you know, try to build and build and build. And that's kind of what golf's all about, unless you get really lucky and, you know, hit a, what do they say, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the phrase is, but basically, you know, needle in the haystack, just somehow randomly shoot some ridiculous scores, probably, you know, out of nowhere is not usually happen for most guys. It's, it's, it's a process, right? It's a, it's a, I, I know I can play well there. I proved it last year. Now I got to go do it for two rounds instead of one round, right? I know I can play well. I can shoot in the sixties. I've done it before. Um, and then just keeps building. So, well, I'm, I, I want to go to, you know, the, the ultimate goal for you guys was to, was to play in the U.S. Open. You know, U.S. Open's happening um, as we speak this week coming up. And um, any, anything that you guys know about that, that golf course? Um, I don't know if any of you guys have played it, but uh, any, any favorites you have for the week? Any predictions that you have? It's kind of a unique golf course that doesn't have a lot of history, you know, to draw off. So, you know, a lot of these guys are going to be seeing it for the first time um anything that you guys have for for predictions or things that you want to mention yeah i'll start yeah i've off. i've never benny, you got it benny you got it you i got i <laughs> all right all right i've uh i yeah i've never seen the golf course never i mean i've heard it's yeah like from what i've heard it should be a really good test of golf for those guys just uh kind of a good mix of holes some couple couple birdie opportunities and a couple of, of absolute beasts like i think i mean for example, I think the eighth hole is like a 530 yard par five. So like, I mean, very, I mean, Rory will probably go driver eight iron. I mean, very reachable hole and should see a lot of excitement. Breeze and Eagles there. And then two holes later, number 11 or three holes later, hole number 11, I think is a 290 yard par three. So um, could definitely be some uh, yeah exciting stuff happen there too, in terms of, yeah, maybe a few, a few big numbers, but, but yeah, in terms of a favorite, I mean, yeah, obviously a lot of, you know, got a, a lot of guys kind of rounding in a form. It seems like, I mean, Scotty Scheffler has been playing so good, you know, Victor Hovland obviously just went up the Memorial. Um, but in terms of a pick, I got to go with, I got to go with a hometown guy. I got to go with Max Homa. He's my pick. Yes. For this. I think I love I, that. he's, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's his hometown major. It's just, I feel like he's one of those guys that kind of falls in the category of best player without a major. So I got, I got to ride with Max Homer for the week. I love that, Ben. That was a great pick. Well, hey, ben, what about you? I, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm kind of like making up these things from watching a YouTube video for like 10 minutes before I came up <laughs> waiting to start this podcast. But from what I've seen is the fairways, Correct me if I'm wrong, boys. I've seen the fairways don't look like they're that narrow. So I don't think it's going to be like a bomber hack it out type deal. So then my second guess goes to like the green. So if you don't have narrow fairways, the greens must be pretty, like pretty difficult. So then my next thought process goes to like, who's really a good iron player. And then 
Ben said his name, even though his putter has been really bad. I think Scotty Scheffler, I mean, you look at the way that that man has hit the golf ball in the last year or whatever. I mean, doing like, dude, if he, if he putted like even slightly below average, he would have so many more wins. Well, yeah, I mean, so that was at the, at the Memorial. He lost, I think, 18 shots to um, Denny McCarthy, McCarthy yeah. over yep. four rounds, 18 shots and lost to him by one. So he gained, yeah, he was 17 shots better in every other pass of the game besides putting. It's just, yeah. I mean, when you really, unreal. I know Ben and I both like track our stats a lot with looking at strokes gain stuff. If you like, if you put in like a hundred rounds and really got to understand like how much that is, that's just absurd. Like, it's just insane. Like both things are insane that he puts, that he put it that bad and that he hit the ball that good. So but I think I think he figures out the putter, and that Scotty's my pick. I I love that guy. I think he's he's good stuff. Yeah, I I do not mind that pick one bit. He is yeah, he's he is on a heater to say the least. I would say both those picks are pretty good. I think uh, you, like you were saying, well the the fairways don't seem like they're the typical narrow and then super thick. Yeah, um, you know that we're used to. I know there's yeah. different grasses out there too, so I don't know if that comes into play. I think the there's the thick part is going to be around the greens, kind of like what your qualifier was set up to. You know, it's going to yeah. be probably yeah. can hit a club out of if you miss the fairway, but then if you get around the greens and you are, you know, not on the green, could yeah. be a tough up and down kind of a thing. So I think that's kind of how the course plays. And you know, if you're coming into a 290 yard par three, how well is your ball going to hold up on the green? Is my question. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know, I mean, like, this is a whole yeah. different discussion, but I think two hundred ninety. Yeah, my. Sorry, Ben. What? No, you're good. You're good. I was. I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't think it would take my little slap cut driver very well. <laughs> I, would, uh, I don't know if that. Would be very well. yeah. I was just gonna say that I think that kind of stuff. To me, like personally, I think that kind of stuff is kind of dumb. Like. If you have like a, I don't like, I don't really understand. Like, I mean, all you're doing is just making some whole stupidly difficult. There's no, there's no like thought process in a 290 yard par three. Like, you're either trying yeah. to bail out to some very easy, which probably in the US Open, there isn't an easy bailout even on a 290 yard par three. So then you're trying to hit whatever shot you can in the middle of the green and praying you get out with par. And to me, that's like kind of boring, but. Yeah, right. I think I think most of the people even too would take a bunker if they can get into something up there if they can find a bunker. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, yeah, I'm sure the route's going to be pretty yeah pretty thick around the greens. So yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. But yeah, I I completely agree. Like I think there's so much more value in like a really good like short par three. Like for example, like the whole um whatever hole Michael Block dunked it at at, at the PGA is like hole yeah. 15, 14 or fifteen. It'll kill like it's like 145 yards something like that like down the hill but like just kind of a, a pretty like diabolical green where you can get some really kind of fun pin placements where it's like, yeah, you could see a lot of birdies there, but like for sure a lot of bogeys as well. Like that to me is a lot more like cool and exciting than like, yeah, like a 280 yard par three with like, yeah, just like a big green out there and like that, not a whole, not a lot of thought to it. Like, yeah, like a, I think there's a, a ton of, like a lot more value in like a really good short par three. Well, it's funny enough because you talk about the Michael Block situation. I mean, he's playing the same hole as you know Rory McIlroy. They're paired together, and it's you know Rory bogeys it, and he he gets a hole in one. He beat Rory in one hole by three shots. You know, it's like a lot of times. Then you take Michael Block and Rory on a two hundred ninety yard par three, and you know the dispersion of of talent is really going. You know, of distance is going to be a huge factor there. But if you narrow it down to something that's shorter and small, it brings everybody. Like you were talking about, brings everybody well back into the into the mix, um, which, yeah. which you're trying to identify. You're not really trying to identify the longest hitter, right? That's yeah, not correct. hopefully, you know, I know Bryson won it the one year doing something different than a lot of people, but usually the golf term is trying to find who is the best tee to green, short game around the greens, putter, yeah. all of it. If you have a good golf course that does that, it should be very entertaining product for everybody to watch. Yes. So. And to kind of piggyback off that, now, see, this is where I'm sure you've had like 20 podcasts talk about this, but this is where the ball rollback becomes even more stupid to me. 
because your longer hitters are going to be proportionately gaining. Like if you, if you hit a drive to hundred yards and then the short dude's hitting a drive to 140, the, the longer guys goes back to 140 with the rollback. And then the shorter guy goes to 180. Like he's one, 100 to 140 is going to affect you less than 140 to 180. So then yes, but yeah, just a whole different thing with looking at, I think that no matter what you do with these guys, however long you make a par three, however long you do anything, it's so much more about like what you're doing around the greens and stuff. That's like courses like colonial are so cool to me because they're short and like dudes don't eat them up. Exactly. Colonial, um, Harbor town, like those places are, yeah, super, super neat. Yeah. It just kind of shows like, yeah, don't, don't need to have like a, 8,000 yard golf course, right? To provide like a true test. Like, as long as yeah. you thick rough, like, if, if that's like, if that's present on a golf, on a golf course, like, it can, yeah, you can make a lot of golf courses really, really tricky for those guys. Doesn't have to be, yeah, 8,000 yards and yeah, crazy like that. Just, yeah, it's really fun to watch those, those golf courses. Well, let's let's uh, you know transition a little bit to what you guys got cooking this summer. Um, I'm sure you're playing in a lot of events, whether it be local or or elsewhere. But talk to us about your summer plans and maybe going forward with golf. And you know, you guys are have one more year of college college golf to go, and then it's kind of open ended and whatever you decide to, to try to do. But um, yeah, just share with our listeners your 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 short term and maybe long term plans uh, with golf. You got it, Benny. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this summer will be, yeah, just kind of a lot of tournaments. Um, yeah, I get to play state amateur here and then, then a couple, couple out of state tournaments. Um, just, yeah, just trying to stay as competitive as possible, kind of going into, uh, yeah, which will be our, both of our, our last college seasons coming up here, which is, which is a bit surreal in itself, but yeah, for me in terms of after school, yeah, certainly, certainly looking to play professionally for as long as I can um yeah definitely working working as hard as I can to get prepared for that and and see where that takes me hopefully uh hopefully can do that for a very very long time um and yeah I gotta play for as long as I can professionally and and yeah if if or when um the time comes I where, where I can't play anymore um I'll probably transition into into coaching in, in some some shape or form um but yeah definitely gonna be doing uh doing something in golf, hopefully, hopefully for the rest of my life. I just, I feel like I, I've put too much time into it and, and love it too much to, to let it go. Um, and, and I would, I would not do very well sitting in a, in a nine to five office, <laughs> five, five days a week. I would not, I think, yeah, with Will knows that that would, that would not suit me very well. So, um, yes. yeah, definitely going to try to try to stick with golf for as long as I possibly can. Love it, Benny. And then for me, uh, first of all, I'm full believer in Ben Warren, like full. I'm, I'm going to be donating all my money, hopefully if I get a good job, to the Ben Warren <laughs> Foundation because the work ethic there is unmatched. And I think that uh, he can definitely make it. And like people, a good example. So not to go back on this before I start talking about myself, but I finished my second round of U.S. Open sectionals and my dad texts me and goes, good. uh Good second round. Glad you didn't get last this year. But go see what Ben's doing right now. And so he's three hours behind me. And this was like right after he finished the first round. So I was like, oh, perfect. Like Ben's about to make it in the U.S. Open. But that's the thing is like, it doesn't surprise me. Like nothing he does mm -hmm. surprises me just because he works so hard and it's super fun to watch. But for me, totally different like thought process, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, like I have zero intention of ever turning pro. I I love golf because it's like fun. Um, I think that what I've noticed is when I struggle and I start playing and I found like I've had phases where I'll struggle for a year. Like, I don't think there's any way that I could go through a whole year of playing professional golf. And that's all I'm doing struggling and like mentally being sane, trying to figure it out to get back and like stressing out over the, the money side of stuff. Um, I think that being able to sit on my couch and watch Ben, hopefully on tour, <laughs> that's going to be awesome. But I'm, I'm doing an internship right now with some financial advising guys at the uh, course that I'm, my dad's a member at. And uh, so like my summer, wow, that took me a while to get to where we got, but my summer 
is uh, I got state am qualifier tomorrow and then state open qualifier Tuesday. And then we're both playing in the match play 19 to the 21st. So I think it's just like every week or so there's something stay fresh for me. It's like kind of funny. Cause I've gotten to the, I mean, Ben gets it. We, we used to like last summer we practiced together like eight hours a day and now I'm never there because I'm always at work, but I don't mind it. I love what I'm doing. I think it's super fun, but I do think it's funny. Like tomorrow I've again, back to the zero expectations thing. Cause I really haven't been playing that much golf. And so, but I think there is something behind, like when you don't practice as much one, you enjoy being out on the golf course a lot more mm-hmm. because you're just like, well, at least I'm not selling insurance. But then the other thing is, uh, I think that you focus a lot more on just playing because you don't have eight hours a day to overthink stuff. So I think there's like good sides to both of it. But yeah, both of our, I mean, Ben plays in like some serious tournaments. I'm playing in more state stuff. So it'll be fun. Cool. Well, I will say this. Will, will just, you know, you're a good player. Here's how I know. I got, I think this goes back like two years ago. I have a buddy that texted me, um, you know, I got a bunch of buddies that are like between three to like six handicappers, like two yeah. to six, maybe somewhere in there. Yeah. I got a buddy that texts me, goes, Oh, great. I got a, I got paired with Will Frazier at the, uh, state am or, you know, state, state amateur qualifier or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's like, good. I'm going to go out there and be a big hack. And then he, and then he comes to find out that, that you must've already been in it or something like that. And you, and you had to pull. You had a WD or whatever, not WD, but you had to, you already must have been qualified because he's like, yeah. must have been scared of me that day. He backed <laughs> out on me. He's yeah. like, so, so you, you've got some, you've got some pull around the state. Just my, my buddy, I remember texting me that one, that one day. So, yeah, appreciate. But don't sell yourself short there, buddy. No, no, I just think, and I'm not like, I know that I have, I mean, like, I've done a lot of cool stuff, had a lot of lucky, not lucky, I've been lucky to have good tournaments. I just think you get humbled quickly when you play golf with this kid every day. Oh, <laughs> this kid, this yeah, kid, come play, on, he, dude, like, like he said, like he said, when he drives it good, he is, yeah, he is a, he's a hard guy to be. No, it's been fun. To, yeah. Fun. Next. I mean, what he doesn't mention is like three years ago, like two, three years ago, it was kind of the other way around. He was kind of beating me around the, around the joint as were a lot of, <laughs> A lot of golfers around here. He was he was kind of beating me around the around the golf course for for eighteen holes. So it's been nice to. He's for sure motivated me over the years, and it's been yeah, it's been nice to push by him a little bit. But yeah, don't let it, yeah don't don't let his yeah sort of yeah what he's saying yeah take it take anything <laughs> away from from his game. Yeah, he he can play. He can play. That's for sure. Well, let's, let's test the friendship a little bit here to end things up, to wrap things up. I got a couple of questions and you guys are going to answer what you think the other one would say kind of a deal. So like, if I ask a question, I want you to think about what, you know, how Ben would answer it for you, Will, and then, uh, you know, Ben, how Will would answer it for you. So you guys are going to answer for each other and then we'll come back and say what you would have really said, if that makes sense. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. So let's just start us off. Yeah, let's start off nice and easy here. Favorite club in the bag. All right, Ben. You answer for each other. Yep. 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 Answer for each other. Okay. If it well, if it was up until like six months ago, I'd say putter. Now I'll say um, I'll go seven iron. It's got a nice word, nice little sweet spot where mark. And okay. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I guess I can't say it. So, all right. That that was a good answer though. Like I'll say that I'm not saying if it's right or not, but that was, that was a thought through answer. All right. For him. Um, you know, he just, he just got all these new golf clubs. So I got to think about this. I guess when you're this big shot at the U of yeah. M, free yeah, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say, I mean, it's either the 60 degree that the tailor-made guy helped get some heel relief on or, the <laughs> but I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going with the putter. I mean, he puts so good. It has to be his putter. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So now you guys got to kind of follow that up right around. Yeah. yeah, he was right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll ride up the, the Cleveland putter all day. I think I'm one of, I'm one of two. No, actually now three golfers, three college golfers who have a Cleveland putter. It's his <laughs> One of, one of his, yeah, one of Will's teammates just got one a couple months ago, and then Brock, who we were talking about earlier, he's got one as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, a rare sight, but it's, it's yeah, literally, 
it's this nasty looking Cleveland putter that they found in like the back storage of a of a clubhouse, and all three of them just don't miss anything with it. <laughs> and then okay, so Ben was spot on. I this spring was like opposite of Will Golf. Normally it's like woods, punch out, wedge to 10 feet, make the putt. And this spring it was like laser, laser, two putt or like three putt. So the putter, I still love the putter, but seven iron is spot on. So it's funny enough because I've had my irons for so long now, excuse me, that my, my seven iron is like actually caved in a little bit. So I gotta, I gotta go get some new irons, which I actually do have new irons bought but I got to get the boys at second swing to build them together because the shafts aren't put on yet, but he's right. Sounds like, sounds like, yeah. Sounds like uh, St. Thomas needs to get some more donership over there and see if we get some more. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're actually, come we're on St. Thomas. Progress. We're a work in progress. If you're going to hang with the big boys. You're going to have to start you know, providing some more. It, you know, little Rachie plug. He is, it's getting better. We got a good connection. Okay. With the CEO of a Cushnet, which is their parent company is uh, a St. Thomas grad. Wow! Here you go. Really? Fun fact of the day. Okay. Actions. So the all right. right, Here's my next one. Favorite Minnesota golf course. That's a good question. That's a really good question. Oh man, man, oh man. I will say. Something that's not Valleywood, I know that, or Crystal Lake. <laughs> you know, yes. Crystal, yeah. No, yeah, no, no, uh, no hard feelings to those two places, but not not the not the whole Frazier type. Um, I'm gonna go with um oh what I'll go with. I'll go with uh hmm. I'll go with Winsong for Will. Okay. Okay. Um I've been thinking this whole time and I think see I was about to say a course but I'm not even sure if he's played it so that's that's like the worst part is that I'm just kind of trying to pick like the most popular well-liked golf courses I don't he's played there so maybe not (laughs) no um I'm gonna go with I'll pick a different golf course I think he's played Spring Hill I'm gonna go Spring Hill is that a course? It is That's a course. That is a course. That is a have you played there? It is a really nice golf course. Yeah, it's a really that, nice one. That I unfortunately have never played. Okay. Let me give it a second chance. Second chance. Hey, I'll be out there. Get Ben on Spring Hill. It's qualifier. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Winsong too because I honestly don't know. So that's just Winsong's so good. So I'm going Winsong. Yeah, Winsong is so good. That was a pretty good guess. That's probably like third on my actual list my actual favorite i don't think i don't think he knows well yeah he doesn't know and i don't think anybody really knows it is northland in duluth that is for sure my favorite in the so state good. so good it is so cool just like a different type of like you don't even feel like you're in minnesota when you're up there like it's so cool and uh i was i kind of had a tie between two so i'm gonna tell him he's wrong so that we're tied in this game uh, <laughs> but my tie was between now Winsong is like unreal i think it's so fun to be out there but deacon's lodge has like a soft spot in my heart because i just kind of my spot so that's what i'm gonna pick that's my courses people not tell you but he did win a state junior pga championship there in two oh that's why so it's got a special okay yep he absolutely wiped the floor with the field i think i I finished third like 18 back maybe something (laughs) like all right tiger at pebble but the the Deacon's Lodge version. Well, this one, this next one is actually just cannot, there's no gray area in this next one. This one is, I want you to think about, um, this has to be competition, their lowest round in competition. So it can't just be with like a buddy. It's got to be an actual tournament tournament. So Will, you got to think of what was Ben's best lowest round. It could be at any point, but it's got to be in a competition. And then Ben for Will, what do you guys think? Are we counting? Are we counting any type of comp? Like, okay. I don't care if it's junior PG. I don't okay, care if, right, like, right. cause, cause we all know that if we shot a number, we remember that number. Yeah. That's a great question, man. 
I'll go first because I think I know Ben's. I'll go first. Do you want like the, the number and the tournament or just the uh, it doesn't matter the tournament, just the, the <laughs> lowest <laughs> round in competition. And, okay. and the date. And the date. <laughs> Could not tell you. I, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I know I think I really do know what it is. It's Ben's is 64. And I think I think oh I'm gonna go oh I'm gonna go 65. I'm gonna go 65. I don't know. He he's right for mine. Mine is sixty four. Yes, I knew it. He actually just did it too. Oh, actually, no. He's he's wrong. Never mind. What? I forgot. He's it? wrong. He's wrong. It's sixty three. Where? Sixty three at Transmiss last year. Yeah, that was. Now this guy's so good. He can't remember his lowest round. Yeah, he doesn't even care. He's like, <laughs> yeah, no, mine. He's wrong too. He's being nice, which is like really cute. But mine's sixty seven. So. 60, oh, I was, was going to say 60. I, I didn't want it to be like one high. And I, I, I would have been like, yeah. Where was it at, Will? Where was yours yeah, at? It was, it was in, uh, it was at Legends like a while back in high school. Heck yeah. Okay. Um, let's do this. Uh, favorite post-round meal? Oh. Uh, chipper for sure. For and sure. Yeah, He'll like... hammer a little double chicken. Well, double chicken bowl, get a little <laughs> chips and queso on the side, really replenish the cows nicely after that 36 whole day. And yeah, I got to be a little vinaigrette in there as well. Yes. No and then I'll get the water and tell them I'm on a diet. So yeah, no, I'm going to get, I'm going to guess. I mean, like the thing is, it's like, I'm such a foodie, but like Ben, Ben's has to be Chipotle too. But the other thing, like we talked about this too, Acapulco, but like post round, I don't know. That's like more like an evening evening dinner with the with the gentleman. But I'm gonna go with Chipotle. Okay. Yeah, he's he's right. Yeah, for right? sure. There is, there is nothing like going to Chipotle after. Oh, um, it's just oh. there's just nothing better. You just just the the value, the bang for your buck, the amount of <laughs> it is. Oh man, it's it's unbelievable for us college kids on the the college income. It's just yeah, it's perfect. That's awesome. All right. How about this biggest weakness on the course? Um, I will have to go off the tee, and yeah, I'll, I'll let him answer. <laughs> All right. Um, can we go? Okay. Yeah. Um, I would say sometimes his his uh, he tends to run hot. He can get really hot. Like I don't, but it's like it's kind of like John Rahm though, where like you're like this dude's like fires him up, kind of freaking out right now. But then like 30 seconds later, he's like making an 80 footer for eagle. But so, I, but that's just what I'm gonna go with. I don't. That's just my answer. That's what I'd say it is. And he, I'll answer mine first. Uh, yeah, driver. He's. I mean, yeah, we've been over this. The answer's already been covered like five times. <laughs> I know. That's why I figured that one's pretty easy. I could. I could probably answer that one. Yeah. And yeah, he's for sure. Yeah, I do tend to run a little hotter to the concrete at times for sure. And usually, like, I've gotten to the point now, like, in, in high school, for example, like, it used to, like, for sure be a weakness. But, like, now it's like I kind of, like, almost like I've learned to use it to my advantage. Cause, like, it's like for me, it's like, um, like my initial reaction sometimes will be a bit, um, strong, <laughs> but like, it's more of like, uh, just to kind of like get it out and then, like, kind of, cause, like, all that matters really as long as, like, by the time you hit your next shot, like as long as you're kind of in a good frame of mind, like, you know, I guess all the power to you, like whatever you need to do, as long as it's like, yeah, obviously not like, you know, just like destroying a golf course or like doing anything. Yeah. Really bad like that. Um, but like, but like, yeah. So like for me, like, yeah, certainly at, at, at certain times I'll run a little hot under the collar, but yeah, probably off the tee for me. Is yeah. Nice. I was going to say once, that once in a while I'll get like, I, I don't hit it. Like, yeah, well, knows I don't hit it that far. And sometimes I will hit it crooked and short and crooked usually is not a great, not the greatest combination. So it's uh yeah, I'd say that's definitely a, uh, okay. a, an area of opportunity as well. You guys are doing well. Uh, we got two left. Uh, favorite right. off course activity slash hobby, whatever you want to say. Can't be golf related though. Can't be golf related. Um, well, uh, besides the old uh, the old run to the uh, the old Mystic Lake. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, late night Mystic runs. Okay, I'll have to. I'll have to go. Um, 
Oh man, well, well then in all seriousness, well, well I have to go with. Um honestly sneaky, and this is I mean, this is kind of a I feel like kind of spreading like wildfire a little bit. Sneaky pickleball. It's Ooh, it's okay. kind of friendly uh-huh. like wildfire for with kind of all of us, like with all of our friends and stuff. It's yeah, it's a it's a really, really fun thing we all all enjoy doing. Okay. That's your answer for me. All right. That's for you. Yeah, that's my answer for you. I'm am I confident in it? No, I'm not. Yeah, I mean I'm just, the first one. <laughs> I'll just put it this way. I started to wonder if you're talking about yourself. So the uh my answer for Ben would be this is a thing, like, and I'm actually dead serious when I say this. Like, I'm pretty sure all he does is think about golf. So the only thing that I can think of that he does besides golf is like hang out with us or hang out with his family. I would say his favorite thing, favorite activity is having family dinners. He will actively, actively, <laughs> like, seriously, like, I'll be like, dude, do you want to do this, this, or this? He's like, dad's making dinner. And I'm like, hell yeah, he is. <laughs> dinner. <laughs> and Which is awesome. I mean, not, not making fun of him, but no, pickleball was far off. But uh, I yeah. do like pickleball, though. I do. I think pick, pickleball is, like, very fun. Really good activity, honestly. Good workout. But mine would be, like, the first thing that comes to mind, I love bowling. I used to bowl all the time. And then my buddies. Really? Kind That's of, right. That's again. I'm very ashamed that I didn't really, that didn't really come to mind. But, yeah, this kid, this kid can bowl. He can flat out bowl. People, people <laughs> do forget. It. So fun. <laughs> But but yeah, for, and then for me, like yeah, I I do I do love a good family dinner for sure. But honestly, like pickleball for me probably is the answer. Like I have yeah. I have yeah, am I am not very good at it, and I do not get to play it very often. But it is yeah, a very very fun time. Yeah, that sounds because like this, and we'll probably talk about it on the podcast this week. I posed a question like, if somebody gave you ten million dollars and basically you cannot golf anymore, you're done. You know, I think about if I got like, what would I actually do? Yeah, you know, ten million dollars is a lot of money, but at the same time, it's like, all right, like, what are you going to mentally be able to to do? Is the money even worth that? But I think if I were to actually take the money and just stop golfing, it would be, it'd probably be pickleball. Like that'd be the next thing I would probably get addicted to because I need something besides, oh. you know, I need something to do. Like I can't, I gotta have something that I'm actively doing that yes. I can think about and that I can social life have too, because that's a big part of why golf is so important to me. So that was one thing that I was thinking about too. Like if you took golf away and I got all this money, what would I actually do? It'd probably be pickleball to be honest. Yeah. So, all right. Last one. Now this one's not really a question. It's just kind of a, uh, you know, maybe what more or more opinion, I guess, but give, um, a comp to a professional golfer of each other. So think about like what is Ben like uh, when you watch a golfer play? Like what is his game like? Same thing, um, Ben. When you watch Will play, like who does he remind you of? Kind of. I got Ben. I got Ben. I got Ben. I'm gonna go first. I gotta think for just a second. I gotta. I yeah, gotta I'll pop. go first, and I'll explain okay. exactly why. But I'm gonna get kind of specific with this. I'm gonna go like 2016 Jordan Speed. So <laughs> three, okay, here's why. In other words, another. Okay, so yeah, so in other words, I just absolutely just crashed and burned on the back nine of Augusta. I, I absolutely, no, I have no, no. Here's here's because I wouldn't say his golf game is to quite to like peak speed, but I know he still had most of his game in 2016. So there's probably like a couple more foul balls off the tee, but the putter was still super hot. And like if you think about. If you think about Greller and Spieth having a conversation on course mm-hmm. and Spieth like talking to his ball, like literally pre-impact, he's like, go sit left. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's pretty much what playing. I mean, you could be playing golf with Ben for fun. Like his mom's the third one in our group and he'll be like more locked in than I get at a real golf tournament, which is great. It's the most entertaining thing ever. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. All right. I you do, got one, Ben? I can my golf ball. I, I do enjoy that. Yeah. Maybe a little too times but i i do i do enjoy a good conversation with my golf ball yeah it's <laughs> oh, uh, oh for, for will for will be um oh gosh um oh man i was more i, I was too busy laughing at the 2016 you're in speed to think 
Um, oh, I would have to go. I would have to go like, yeah, okay, here we go. This is going to be. I'll go oddly specific for mine as well. So I'll go. I'll go 2018 Phil Mickelson. That's what I'll go. He kinda, <laughs> That's awesome. He's just about to get into like his hitting bombs phase because like he's we'll we'll put on some he's he's put on some distance the last couple or especially like in the last year like he can like he can sneak he really bomb it now so like he's just kind of starting to like get into the high nasty bombs phase you know starting to starting to knock out a couple more calf raises you know just for the the calves like Adonis um but no like in, in all series like he can like sneaky sprayed off the tee a little bit but like if like it if he drives it straight like he's gonna like play well like that's literally yeah like he can hit some like fun little short game shots and yeah putts it yeah usually putts it pretty good and can get really like streaky in a good way with the putter so like i'll go yeah i'll go 2018 phil i like that that was a good answer dude that was really- yeah, like this one, you guys don't have to like confirm if it's yes or no. I just wanted to see like what you guys thought oh, of each other. Sure. Yeah, visualize. Like, I, mean, so. I I was impressed with his answer there. I thought that was cool. I was I likewise. I was I was impressed with his. I was impressed with his. You know, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, I don't, yeah. Like in three years, yeah. Suddenly, get to the twelfth hole at Augusta with the lead, and it's just a good, you know. <laughs> Someday, no, baby, come on. Yeah, let's not saddle it in the in the race creek, but. <laughs> So, well, I, I, I want to, you know, be cognizant of you guys' time. I just want to appreciate you guys coming on. I, um, you know, hearing about you guys going through these, you know, sectional qualifiers and, you know, it's, it's a big, it's a, it's a big test and it's big boy golf and you guys are both right there. And I appreciate you sharing your stories and your mental, you know, things that you were thinking through on some of these things. Cause I think as we watch the U S open this week, I think that's kind of what a lot of golfers are going to be going through. Can I strategically get myself around this course? Can I find a way to, you know, come back from a double when I start or can I find a way to hang on my last nine holes when I've got a one or two stroke lead and you guys have shared some of that insight on what that's like. So I I appreciate that. Uh, I look forward to following you both uh, this next year. It'd be fun to kind of see how your, your years wrap up and, and Ben, as you go into the professional field and how things go for you there and, and will as you get loaded and become some staunchy member at some God knows what course, you know, just just make sure that you don't forget about the little guys and having us out there at some point. <laughs> that would be fun. Well, yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, again, thank you very much for having us on. It was, yeah, it was really, really a lot of fun talking with you guys. Yep, thank you so much. Yep, take care, guys. Maybe today's the day I break 80 Want the ball to draw, but it keeps on fading No OB and no bogeys I gotta keep it on the 80, it's the gold Did you hit it on one? Straight up the gut, baby Now I got a wedge on my short game cravings Little bit of edge on the sport makes gravy So punch out the rough and tune to break 80 Break 80 Break 80